too practical and knew each other too well to think they would be able to keep any vow of celibacy. Truthfully, Megan was already eyeing up the yoga instructor at the time of Joel's departure, but he turned out to be gay. Darling, you are beautiful. It's not you. I'm just not into women, he told her gently. So that wasn't too embarrassing. How did she not know that? As she was digging through the CDs looking for music, her doorbell rang. Come on in, she yelled. The door swung open. Hey, she heard Ben say as she fiddled with the CD player. Finally, music, soft bongos and eastern rhythms. Soft, humming, moaning voices. Hello, she turned to face him. Got the stuff, man, he said in his best impression of a drug dealer. Okay, okay. This is getting old, Ben, Megan said. Hand it over. He handed her one of his paper sacks, and they walked to the kitchen counter together. He walked with a maddening strut that made her want to smack him. Smells good, he said, lifting the lid on the stew, steam pouring from it. But it smells nothing like sex. Guess not, said Megan, laughing, and she poured the powder into a wooden bowl. Powdered golden yellow and almost shimmering, the stuff formed a yellowish cloud that she breathed in, and she went almost dizzy from the stench. Ew, God, that's awful. It smells like rotten Limburger, she cried, reaching for her glass of wine. That's interesting. I love the smell of it. I guess it's something you have to get used to. Hey, do you think the soup is boiling yet? Let's pour some in. Megan loved to watch Ben's hands and fingers dance over any food they made together. A schooled chef and an artist with food, his long fingers seemed to be made for the craft of cooking. So strong and somehow he had one of the gentlest touches she had ever seen. He let food be itself, not forcing it into being something it wasn't. Let an Asparagus Be was the title of their first book together. He grabbed a handful of the foul-smelling powder and dropped it into the soup. Then he licked his fingers. "'Want to try?' he said, holding up his middle finger and grinning sheepishly at her. For a moment, she thought of licking it, just to freak him out. Then she decided to ignore him. She handed him a paper towel. "'Wipe your hands off, idiot!' He rolled up his sleeves, revealing his chiseled cook's forearms, and splashed water over them, wiping them off with a paper towel." Megan glanced at the clock. Okay, we have 15 minutes. The music is cool. Thanks. Did you get your check today? No. Did you? No. All $200 of it or something? Megan said and rolled her eyes. Their last book together wasn't their best, and it was not outselling their first one. That one was still on the bestseller list. She was amazed they landed this new incredible book deal about aphrodisiacs a dream contract she knew any of her colleagues would give an appendage to have. It did not hurt, she supposed, that her partner was just voted the sexiest chef in America, which she did not understand at all. Weirdly enough, she'd recently had a sexy dream about him, though in her waking life she had never thought of him that way. If people only knew how childish he was most of the time, acting like a fool, hard to settle down and focus... Ben was really a 12-year-old boy, masquerading as a talented 32-year-old man. They were both excited about the new opportunity. She could really sink her teeth into this project as a writer and a researcher, and he thought that he could get creative with some of the ingredients and come up with great new dishes. 
The publisher thought it had great sales potential because of the sex hook, but both Meg and Ben were skeptical about any aphrodisiac effects of anything other than maybe wine. If I was aroused every time I ate something that was supposed to be an aphrodisiac, I'd be walking around with a boner, like, all the time, he'd told her once over coffee. She'd almost choked, but she knew she'd have to break down that wall with Ben. They would be writing about sex and food, and she needed to be comfortable with it. Since then, they'd had several conversations about sex. Which one of your boyfriends is that? Ben wanted to know, pointing at a picture on her table next to the overstuffed couch. Oh, that's Joel, the guy I told you about who lives in London now. Are you going to see him this week? Oh, sure, probably, she said, stirring the pot, a brief thought of Joel's ass flashing in her mind. Joel was a wild man in bed, letting go of all inhibitions as soon as...